Voltaire Unveiled, The Satirist Who Lit the Enlightenment's Fuse Part 2. Part 2, Preface. Welcome back to the enthralling world of Voltaire, a man whose influence reverberates through the annals of history. In Part 1, we journeyed through his early years in Paris, his educational experiences, and the controversies that first put him on the map, and in prison. As we embark on Part 2, we'll traverse the English Channel to explore Voltaire's transformative years in England, a period that shaped not only his own philosophies but also the intellectual currents of the time. From there, we'll delve into his major works, his philosophical contributions, and the enduring legacy he left behind. So, please fasten your seat belts as we continue our exploration into the life of the Enlightenment's most audacious satirist. Hilda Conrad. England and the Enlightenment, Broadening Horizons. When Voltaire set foot on English soil in 1726, he entered a world markedly different from the one he had left behind in France. The political atmosphere in England was more liberal, characterized by a constitutional monarchy and a parliamentary system that offered some checks on royal power. The intellectual climate was equally refreshing, marked by a spirit of inquiry and debate that starkly contrasted France's oppressive orthodoxy. Voltaire's exile to England was initially self-imposed, a tactical retreat in the face of mounting legal troubles in France. But what began as an escape soon turned into an intellectual pilgrimage. England was not just a refuge but a revelation, a society that seemed to embody many of the Enlightenment ideals that Voltaire held dear. The freedom of the press, the separation of church and state, and the emphasis on empirical science over religious dogma were not just theoretical concepts discussed in the salons of Paris, they were lived realities on the streets of London. During his time in England, Voltaire had the opportunity to interact with some of the leading minds of the day. He met with Jonathan Swift, author of Gulliver's Travels, and Alexander Pope, the poet best known for The Rape of the Locke. However, his encounters with John Locke and Isaac Newton had the most profound impact on his thinking. Locke's ideas on government and individual liberties resonated deeply with Voltaire, reinforcing his belief in the importance of constitutional governance and the rule of law. Newton's groundbreaking work in physics provided him with a compelling argument for the primacy of reason and empirical observation in the pursuit of knowledge. Voltaire's experiences in England culminated in the publication of Letters Concerning the English Nation, later known as Letters on England. This work was a comparative study of English and French institutions but was far from a dispassionate analysis. The letters were effusive in their praise of English society, extolling the virtues of its political system, religious tolerance, and scientific achievements. They were, in essence, a critique of French society, thinly veiled as an encomium to England. The letters were published anonymously, but their authorship was an open secret, and they quickly became a sensation, both in England and France. In England, they were seen as a validation, a testament to the country's enlightened policies and progressive social norms. In France, they were met with admiration and consternation. They were lauded by the proponents of enlightenment values and lambasted by conservatives who viewed them as seditious. Voltaire's sojourn in England was more than just a period of intellectual growth, it was a turning point in his life. It broadened his horizons, literally and metaphorically, exposing him to new ideas, new perspectives, and new possibilities. It deepened his commitment to the principles of the Enlightenment, providing him with both the intellectual ammunition and the emotional impetus to continue his crusade against ignorance and injustice. But perhaps most importantly, his time in England solidified his belief in the transformative power of ideas. It convinced him that societies could change, that progress was possible, and that the pen, wielded with courage and conviction, could be mightier than the sword. It was a lesson that Voltaire would carry with him for the rest of his life. This guiding principle would inform his writings, shape his actions, and define his legacy. Major Works and Satirical Mastery 
Voltaire's literary output was nothing short of prodigious, but among his extensive oeuvre, a few works stand out for their enduring impact and sheer brilliance. One such work is Candide, or Optimism, a novella that takes the reader on a whirlwind tour of human folly and suffering. Published in 1759, Candide is a scathing critique of the prevailing optimism of the time, as epitomized by the philosophy of Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. Leibniz's assertion that we live in the best of all possible worlds is mercilessly skewered through the misadventures of Candide, a naive young man who endures a litany of calamities, from war and shipwreck to natural disasters and religious persecution. The story is a relentless parade of horrors, but it's told with such wit and verve that the reader is torn between laughter and despair. Voltaire employs a range of satirical techniques, from irony and hyperbole to parody and juxtaposition, to expose the absurdity of blind optimism. The novella is not just a critique of a particular philosophical doctrine, it's an indictment of human nature itself, a scathing commentary on our propensity for self-delusion and rationalization. Another seminal work is Voltaire's Philosophical Dictionary, a compendium of essays on a wide range of topics, from theology and metaphysics to politics and ethics. But don't let the title fool you, this is not a dictionary in the conventional sense. It's not a reference book but a polemical weapon, a tool designed to dismantle the edifice of religious orthodoxy and dogma. Each entry is a mini-essay that challenges traditional beliefs and exposes organized religion's logical inconsistencies and moral failings. The work is a tour de force of enlightenment thinking, showcasing Voltaire's intellectual rigor and rhetorical skill. Then there's the Treatise on Tolerance, a work that was as controversial as it was influential. Written in the wake of the execution of Jean Collis, a Protestant accused of murdering his son to prevent his conversion to Catholicism, the treatise is a passionate plea for religious tolerance and freedom of thought. Voltaire argues that religious intolerance is not just a moral failing but a social and political liability, a source of conflict and division that undermines the fabric of society. The treatise was not just an abstract argument, it was a call to action, a rallying cry for all those who valued liberty and despised tyranny. These works, each groundbreaking in its own right, are united by a common thread, a commitment to the principles of the Enlightenment, a belief in the power of reason, and a disdain for ignorance and superstition. They reflect Voltaire's multifaceted genius and ability to engage with complex ideas without losing sight of their practical implications. Whether satirizing the follies of human nature, dissecting the intricacies of theology, or advocating for social and political reform, Voltaire was always guided by a singular vision, a vision of a world governed not by fear and prejudice but by reason and compassion. Through these major works, Voltaire didn't just contribute to the intellectual debates of his time, he shaped them, steering the course of history in a more rational, more tolerant, and ultimately, more humane direction. His writings were not just reflections of the Enlightenment, they were its lifeblood, the fuel that kept the fires of progress burning, even in the darkest of times. While the world has changed in many ways since Voltaire's time, the relevance of his works has not diminished, if anything, it has grown, serving as a timeless reminder of the enduring power of ideas to change the world. Voltaire, the philosopher, challenging the status quo. Voltaire was not content to be a mere observer of the world, he was an active participant, a provocateur who used his pen as a weapon to challenge the prevailing norms and beliefs of his society. His critiques were wide-ranging, targeting not just specific institutions like the church or the monarchy but the very foundations of social and moral order. One of Voltaire's most enduring contributions to the Enlightenment was his relentless advocacy for social reform. He was deeply troubled by the injustices he saw around him, from the corruption of the legal system to the brutalities of colonialism. His writings on these subjects were not just academic exercises, they were calls to action designed to awaken the public's conscience and spur them to demand change. For instance, his involvement in the case of Jean Collis, 
a Protestant merchant tortured and executed on dubious charges, was instrumental in bringing about judicial reforms in France. But Voltaire's calls for reform were not limited to specific cases or issues, they were part of a broader critique of society. He was particularly concerned about the dangers of fanaticism, which he saw as a corrosive force that could undermine the very fabric of civilization. Whether it was religious fanaticism, as exemplified by the Crusades and the Inquisition, or political fanaticism, as seen in the despotic regimes of his time, Voltaire recognized that unbridled zealotry was incompatible with the principles of the Enlightenment. His warnings against fanaticism were not just theoretical musings, they were born from a keen understanding of human psychology and a close observation of historical events. Voltaire's commitment to challenging the status quo often put him at odds with other Enlightenment figures, each of whom had their own vision of what a rational and just society should look like. His disputes with figures like Jean-Jacques Rousseau and Denis Diderot were not petty squabbles but substantive disagreements about the nature of human beings and the role of institutions in shaping society. These conflicts were a testament to the intellectual diversity of the Enlightenment. This period was not defined by a single ideology or methodology but by a shared commitment to questioning established norms and beliefs. It's worth noting that Voltaire's philosophy was a product of his intellect and character. He was a man of immense courage, willing to risk his reputation, fortune, and even his life for the causes he believed in. His audacity was not just rhetorical but practical, manifesting itself in the choices he made and the actions he took. Whether it was fighting against religious intolerance, campaigning for judicial reform, or advocating for freedom of expression, Voltaire was not just a thinker but a doer, a man who believed that philosophy should be lived, not just studied. In summary, Voltaire was a complex figure, a man of contradictions and paradoxes, but he was also a man of principle, guided by a steadfast commitment to rationalism and humanism. His philosophy was not an abstract system of thought but a dynamic and evolving set of ideas shaped by his experiences, interactions, and reflections. He was a man who not only challenged the status quo but also enriched it, adding new dimensions to the intellectual and moral landscape of his time. And while he may have been a product of the Enlightenment, his influence extends far beyond it, serving as a beacon for all who dare to question, challenge, and change the world. Fernie and Final Years, The Cultivation of a Legacy Voltaire's move to Fernie in 1758 was not an act of withdrawal but a strategic relocation, a shift from the bustling salons of Paris to the pastoral tranquility of the French-Swiss border. But make no mistake, Fernie was no sleepy hamlet, under Voltaire's stewardship, it became an intellectual powerhouse, a hub of enlightenment thought and activity. The estate at Fernie was not just a residence but a project, a manifestation of Voltaire's Enlightenment ideals. He transformed the sleepy town into a thriving community with watchmaking workshops, silk factories, and a theater. These were not just commercial enterprises but social experiments designed to test Voltaire's theories about economics, governance, and human nature. His efforts were remarkably successful, turning Fernie into a prosperous town that attracted visitors from across Europe. But Fernie was more than just a model community. It was a sanctuary for intellectuals, a place where writers, philosophers, and scientists could gather to discuss the day's pressing issues. The estate became an informal academy where the leading minds of the era could engage in spirited debates, free from the constraints of political or religious censorship. Among the luminaries who visited Fernie were James Boswell, Adam Smith, and even Catherine the Great of Russia. These visits were not just social calls but intellectual pilgrimages and opportunities to engage with one of the greatest minds of the age. Voltaire's return to Paris in 1778 was nothing short of triumphant. He was received not as a controversial figure but as a national hero, a living embodiment of the Enlightenment ideals that define the French intellectual landscape. His plays were performed to packed houses, and his public appearances were met with adulation and acclaim. 
the man who had once been imprisoned in the Bastille was now celebrated as a liberator, a champion of reason and freedom. This transformation from pariah to icon was not just a personal victory for Voltaire, it was a cultural milestone, a sign that the Enlightenment had moved from the fringes of society to its very center. Voltaire's final years were not a period of decline but a crescendo, a culmination of a lifetime of intellectual and moral activism. Even in his old age, he remained a force to be reckoned with, using his influence to intervene in legal cases, advocate for religious tolerance, and promote social reform. Voltaire passed away in Paris at 83, but his legacy was far from over. His works continued to be read and debated, his ideas continued to inspire and provoke, and his spirit continued to animate the intellectual and political movements that shaped the modern world. The estate at Fernie, now a museum, stands as a testament to his enduring impact, a monument to a man who was not just a thinker but a visionary, not just a writer but a revolutionary. In Fernie, as in life, Voltaire was not just building a home, he was building a legacy, laying the intellectual and moral foundations for future generations. He understood that the Enlightenment was not just a period but a process, an ongoing struggle to expand the boundaries of human knowledge and freedom. And while he may not have lived to see the full realization of his ideals, he died knowing that he had set the wheels in motion and played a part in the great unfolding drama of human progress. Conclusion Voltaire, the man, the myth, the legend, was a multifaceted figure who defies easy categorization. He was a writer, yes, but also a philosopher, a historian, a scientist, and a social activist. He was a provocateur who relished the role of the outsider. Still, he was also a consummate insider who moved in the highest circles of society and wielded considerable influence. He was a critic of the establishment and a part of it, a complex character who embodied the contradictions and complexities of his era. His impact on the Enlightenment cannot be overstated. He was not just a participant in the intellectual debates of his time, he was a catalyst, a change agent who pushed the boundaries of what was possible and acceptable. His writings were not just reflections of the prevailing ideas and attitudes, they were challenges to them, provocations that forced people to re-evaluate their beliefs and assumptions. He was a man who did not just question authority, he questioned the very foundations of authority, from the dogmas of the church to the injustices of the legal system. And what of his legacy? It's tempting to say that Voltaire's work is done, that the battles he fought have been won, and that the ideas he championed have become the common sense of our age. But that would be a mistake. The issues that preoccupied Voltaire, religious intolerance, judicial corruption, political tyranny, are still with us, as relevant and urgent as they were in the 18th century. His writings are not just historical artifacts but living texts, works that speak to the challenges and dilemmas of our own time. So, as we reflect on the life and legacy of this extraordinary man, let us not forget that the Enlightenment is not just a chapter in a history book, it's an ongoing story, a project that is still incomplete. In that story, Voltaire is not just a character but a narrator, a voice that guides us, challenges us, and inspires us to continue the work that he began. In the final analysis, Voltaire was not just a product of the Enlightenment, he was a force that shaped it, a spirit that animated it, and a mind that illuminated it. He was a man who saw the world not just as it was but as it could be and who dedicated his life to making that vision a reality. And in doing so, he left us a body of work and a legacy of courage, reason, and, above all, freedom.